Okay, Romans chapter 14. And the first heading is don't argue with those who are weak in faith. Don't argue with those who are weak in faith. Verses 1 through 6. So let's go ahead and read verses 1 through 6. If you're in Romans chapter 14, verse 1, say amen. 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 Him who is weak in the faith, receive ye. But not to doubtful disputations. For one believes that he may eat all things, another who is weak eats herbs. Let not him who eats despise him who eats not. And let not him which eats not judge him who eats. For God has received him. Who are you who judges another man's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Yes, he shall be held up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He who regards the day regards it unto the Lord, and he who regards not the day to the Lord he does not regard it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he did for he gives God thanks. And he who eats not to the Lord, he eats not and gives God thanks. So I'm going to give you a bit of a, somewhat of a background, I guess, to give you a better idea of what some of the things that Paul would be talking about here. But he says eating meat or not eating meat, which I'm about food and it's literally meat or vegetables. In, that, in, in a lot of pagan religions, meat was sacrificed to idols. They would sacrifice a certain meat or animal to an idol, and then they would eat the meat from that animal that was sacrificed to the idol. So that's, he's mainly he's talking about that specific thing. So if someone, before they got saved, before they accepted Christ, a Gentile that maybe was involved in those type of things would have eaten that meat that was sacrificed to idols. And now that they're saved and living for the Lord, obviously they would not necessarily want to eat the meat sacrificed to idols. They view it as unclean. So that comes into play in, in this. And then the, the certain days, feast days, all of this stuff that we're going to see is all ceremonial and a ritual. It has nothing to do with morally right or wrong. That's key to understand. Some attempt to take these passages of scripture that we're going to see in chapter 14 and make it moral issues. But that's not what it's about. It's about ceremonial and ritualistic, not moral. In other words, an easy example is, oh, okay, well, in that case, you know, if not, we're not talking about murder here because, you know, we can't don't judge another. No, 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 no. That murder's already been judged by God as sin. We're talking about ceremonial things that have nothing to do with morally right and wrong. Just ceremonial. Whether you eat vegetables only or whether you eat meat, has nothing. There's no moral aspect to it whatsoever. So that's full focus on those because some people have taken these yeah. and make it you know, well, so, and we just, well, it's moral too. No, but, no. no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make it fit what you want to make it fit to justify your sin. That's right. Yeah. 
So don't argue with those who are weak in faith. It has to do with Christians who are still holding to certain particular laws or rulings regarding the eating or not eating of certain types of food or the keeping of certain days. So we know as far as the Jews went, pork is a no-go. <laughs> you can't eat pork. Yeah. If you eat, if pork is unclean. So someone that would be saved and would accept the Lord but yet would hold on to that ritualistic thing and not eat pork. Just kind of get the kind of get the picture here that Jewish Christians were attempting to hold on to parts of the old law of Moses respecting the not eating of certain foods such as pork and the keeping of the Sabbath days. Just read the notes, <laughs> Some Gentile Christians remembered that certain types of food had been consecrated to their heathen gods with the eating of these foods giving them favor with these gods. Some felt that now that they had come to Christ, they could not partake of those food of these foods any longer, considering what it had once represented. Now, do not take this statement that I'm about to say. The you know go berserk with it and thus say the Lord. <laughs> Think that you've been doing things wrong. Well, one of the things that in America, and I've seen it and experienced it, and we've actually done it in my family, is that for New Year's, they've got certain foods that represent certain things. They get, I don't, to be honest, I can't necessarily name them to you because I never really pay attention. It shows how much I... <laughs> Pork, black-eyed peas. Yeah, black-eyed peas and... and cabbage. Yeah, black-eyed peas are for what? Luck. Or good, good luck. Good luck. Good luck and you cabbage. Yeah, it's for us with yeah. all that health and well, all these things. And I always say them because I like them. I, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, kind of have those. They're not sacrificed to idols, obviously. Yeah. But that's the same thing that the pagans did, but they carried it to a extreme. Extreme that they believed by the sacrificing and the eating of it gave them favor with certain gods. Right. We don't actually yeah. carry it to that extent, yeah. but it's the baby steps of basically that if you eat the black eyed peas then the fortune you have favor and good fortune going to come your way you kind of see the idea yeah. now once again I'm not saying thus saith the Lord and oh my goodness brother Tim Pastor just we've been doing this for years oh my gosh what are we doing I'm not, I'm not saying I'm just saying just giving you a, I want you guys to really grasp and understand and as you go along you're going to see that it is meaningless <laughs> A person who is weak in the faith thinks it's by what they do, not what they believe, that makes them right with God or more right with God. So, in this, Paul's saying that the person that actually holds to those beliefs that Man, you know, you can't. Well, I don't. By eating this, I'm, I'm hindering myself with the Lord. Or by not eating this, I'm helping myself with the Lord. Paul says that that person is the weaker brother. Mm. Even though most of the time, and this, this passage of scripture goes both ways to the weaker and to the stronger. There's something to be learned here from both sides. That the weaker brother will actually 
maybe not express it, but will actually view themselves as stronger. Well, we're, I would never do that. Well, we, we don't eat, we don't eat that. We're more mature in faith. The thought problem. I'll give you one that hits right at home during this time of the year. We would never have a Christmas tree up in our house, that pagan idol mm. of a Christmas tree. Obviously, we're more mature than other Christians that would put a Christmas tree up in their house. Yeah. See, in the thought process, they're the stronger, more mature. But Paul points out that they're the weaker. Yeah. yeah. Brother, because they believe that that by having or not having that uh-huh. makes them better, stronger, holier, more consecrated to God. Because I don't have a tree in my house for Christmas. But what it really points out is that you don't have an understanding of the liberty that's that right. you have in Christ. The soul which has committed itself to Christ for salvation is emancipated from all ritual and ceremonial law, whether Jewish or Gentile. I don't have to keep the Sabbath because that's been fulfilled in Christ. I don't have to keep the feast days because that's also been fulfilled in Christ. I don't have to eat or not eat certain things in order to be clean because I'm clean by the blood of the Lamb. Right. Because of faith, not because of action. Yeah. But what, remember Jesus said that they said, you know, why don't you wash your hands? Why do you disciples wash their hands before they eat? Because they had a belief that if you were dirty, and you ate or whatever, then you would be ingesting basically demonic. It be amazed sometimes, but uh, demonic spirits basically. Mm-hmm. So, and Jesus said, "It's not. It's not what goes in. That's right. And then is digested through the body and comes back out. It's what's already in the heart right. that comes out that defiles a man. Not what goes in." That defiles a man. Doing or not doing certain things does not make one holy. We attain to holiness simply by exhibiting faith in Christ and what Christ has done for us at the cross. Carrying that out of a, on a I wrote that wrong. Carrying that out on a constant basis, the Holy Spirit then perfects holiness within our lives. We approach our holiness through faith in Christ and what He's done. It's there that I find my holiness. And as I continue to believe that and walk in that, and I'm looking to what Christ did to provide holiness for me, as I'm doing that, the Holy Spirit's working on the inside of me and on the outside. What you'll see in my life is holiness. But I'm not trying to exhibit holiness because I believe that I have complete holiness in Christ Jesus and through my belief in that 
I'm trusting what Christ did at Calvary. And the Holy Spirit is now, His hands are untied and He can move and operate in my heart and in my life. And because He's the Holy Spirit, what I'll see is holiness. Right. See, it's not that holiness is wrong, which a lot of people, because the holiness went to one extreme, you have the holiness movement with mm -hmm. law this and law that, and we say, well, holiness is just not, no, 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 it is scriptural, but how to arrive at that is wrong. Yeah. Holiness is scriptural, but how to arrive at holiness is what has been taught wrong. Right. Those who are strong in the faith, knowing their freedom in Christ and walking in it, should welcome those who are weak in the faith without reservation and without judging them or rule over them. If you understand Calvary and you understand the freedoms that you have, in Christ, the liberty that you have in Christ, that you can eat whatever you want to eat in Christ because in Christ you're everything you need to be. Nothing that you eat or don't eat makes you anything more, but yet a brother or sister who is truly saved thinks that by eating a certain thing on a certain day or whatever is a no-no. You're the stronger, and they're the weaker, according to Paul. But, because you're the stronger, you have a duty. Yeah. Not to rule over the weaker brother. But love them. Not to demand your liberty, even though you have it. Whether you don't eat meat. And they say that you can't eat meat. Well, we can't, can't eat meat this day. And you know that you have the freedom to eat that. It's not going to affect your salvation, your sanctification, your relationship with God, one way or the other. But yet, in their presence, although you have the liberty to eat it, and your conscience is clear, if you eat it in front of that brother or sister, you wound their conscience. And now you are not operating in love. You're only concerned about you and your own liberties. And the way that you can express them. Yeah. And you do not care how it affects another brother or sister in Christ. And Paul says that's wrong. <coughs> Even though it's right. That you have the liberty, because you do, but it's wrong to use it. Yeah. Someone who is weak in the faith does not understand the finished work of Calvary as they should, and therefore think that by not eating certain things, that such as aiding their salvation, sanctification, and holiness. There should be no spirit of spiritual superiority amongst believers in either instance. See, it can go both ways. The spirit of superiority can go with both the weaker and the stronger. The weaker brother says, I'm spiritually superior because I don't do this. And then the stronger brother says, I'm spiritually superior 
Because I know that it doesn't matter. Right. And they both view themselves as better than the other. Right. And Paul is saying, that's not right. That shouldn't happen. In either way, it shouldn't happen. If God has received them, who are we not to? Because remember he said, if you're the stronger brother in the faith, you understand the liberty, the freedom that you have in Christ, and here comes a born-again believer who doesn't quite understand it and still holds to things that they don't need. Yeah. Yeah. Do not shun them. Accept them in. If you really believe that it doesn't matter whether you do or don't, then why would you hold so strongly that you can't have fellowship with them if you believe that what they believe doesn't really matter? But yet, out of one side of our mouth, we say, well, it doesn't matter what you eat or don't eat. And then someone says, well, you can't eat this on this day. And we say, oh, I can't fellowship with you. Wait a minute. Doesn't it not matter? Mm, yeah. They're still saved. And it has no bearing on who they are in Christ or their holiness. Sanctification. It doesn't have any bearing on that. Right. So you see, out of this way, it doesn't matter. Praise God. And then someone said, well, I, can't, I don't need it on this day because, you know, the Lord. oh my goodness, what? I'm probably not even say mm. Well, I thought it doesn't matter. Ooh, come on. If God says that their faith in Christ is good enough for their salvation and that they're a part of the church, the body of Christ, who are we to say that they are? Verse 4 says, As for you, who are you to judge God's servant? While each person should develop his or her... Can't talk. While each person should develop his or her own convictions based on the word of God and live by them. No one has the right to look down or condemn a brother or sister for his or her practices. I'll give you one right away that I have in my own personal life. And it actually has to do with social media. I don't have Facebook. I don't really have any social media. I have Twitter, one thing, which I don't even ever post. I'll be honest, I just use it for news. <laughs> Mostly that sports news. But no, anyway, no. I, I, don't, I don't have social media. That's my own personal... I feel like the Lord is just saying, hey, that's not for you. I know. I got brothers and sisters in the Lord. They got every kind of social media under the sun. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And just because I don't have it doesn't make me anything. Yeah. But the Lord's will for my life, hey, that's it. Yeah. I, Sarah has it. I care less. You can post like, I don't even care what you post. Post like Greg. I don't care. That's my job. She has, the, she, has, she has that liberty in Christ. Right. I have the same liberty in Christ not to have it. Right. And it doesn't matter. But I have to follow the Lord's will for my life. Yeah. And that's something that he said. Do I know why? Nope. 
No, I did. But it's not for me to know why. I just follow it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't make me anything. It doesn't make me more mature. Nothing. Actually, it probably makes me... It probably makes me a little bit weaker because there's probably something that could happen if I was on social media that would cause me trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing out. People have, people have different convictions from the Lord. I'm not saying that every conviction that somebody has is from the Lord. Some stuff is just us. Yes. It's just wrong thinking. Right. But either way, who are we to condemn somebody because because mm -hmm. remember what, what matters the most is faith in Christ what you have in Christ right yeah that's right if something is obviously unscriptural it should be addressed in love patience mercy and concern so it, it, there is a difference yeah. we, we'll, we'll make some yeah. a divided mind yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just talk about yeah. things that are just ceremonial right. things, you know but yet not the perfect example of the yeah. book of Galatians here come other ministers and they say oh accepting Christ is great but if you really want to be saved you need to be circumcised and that's what Paul said I don't think so yeah, yeah. Well, what is circumcision just ritualistic, right? So why was he so strong with that? Because they demanded that you needed this in order to be saved. No, 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 no. That's it. That's what Paul said. That's another gospel. And that's another Jesus. See, that's the difference. Right. Yeah. If someone is saved by faith and grace in Christ of the cross, and they simply believe that not eating something makes them... Pleasing to the Lord that they can't eat it if they eat it, it's sin. Paul's saying that's not that important. Right. Okay. Even though they believe that, they're the weaker brother because the finished work of Calvary says that's not true. But what he's saying is, is it really worth arguing? Something that really doesn't matter. Because even, even with them believing it, they, they haven't lost anything except for a liberty that they don't think that they have. But huh. have they lost their salvation? No. no. Are they less in Christ than they were? No. And at the end of the day, they belong to the Lord. Yeah. And they are, they are His. Yeah. They belong to him. They're his servant. And the master is able to deal with his own servant. Right. That's right. That's good. Each believer is responsible to the Lord and not the conscience of other Christians. Amen. Amen. That's true. Say that again. Each believer is responsible to the Lord and not the conscience of other Christians. Another Christian may think I'm crazy for not having social media. And think, dude, you're missing out, brother. I'm going to be responsible to the Lord. And His will for my life, not yours. Not what your conscience says.
you know, you either go, like what you're talking about, they say you're missing out, or you have opportunity to use that social media or the gospel, why wouldn't you want to do that? But you have to obey the Lord, and when he's mm-hmm. giving you another, another way it can be happening is, is that other believers, because they're not, we're not, if we're not, our obedience is not to the Lord, if we're not responsible to the Lord, but we're too worried about what everybody else is doing, they hear that and go, I'm on social media. I feel so guilty now. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, there right. should be no guilt based upon what he said about his own life exactly. and about how he believes the Lord is dealing with him personally. Mm-hmm. We should not gauge that based upon what he said. We are responsible to the Lord. To the Lord yeah. Otherwise, we walk around feeling, you know, right. we're just all over the place with yeah. other believers. And, uh, just, and that's what happens too much. Uh, right. Too many times exactly. we try to follow the conscience of other believers that yeah. we consider to be. You know, good leaders, you know, yeah, we yeah. want, we want, and it's with a heart to do right, but we're following the wrong thing. Yeah, there is, honestly, in the body of Christ, rampant yeah. that we take a personal conviction and make it the say of the Lord. You're right, yeah. you're right. We press on everybody else. That's, that's right. You're right. Yeah. And that's how denominations yeah. come about. Yeah. Right. And then there's splits in the body of Christ. Yeah. How many denominations do we have? Because what is that? Splits in the body of Christ over most of the time, meaningless things. Yes. And I'll be honest, me and my dad were talking about this the other day. Some of them doctrinally are exactly the same. Wow, yeah. I believe that. You have different two different denominations. I'm not gonna tell you denominations, but two different denominations and what they believe is exactly the same. I told him that. I, what's the difference? And he said nothing. Except for the fact that probably somebody wanted authority mm. and they didn't get it, so they mm. just. It's usually politics. Politics, that's the word. Politics. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. But there's splits in the body of Christ all over the place, over meaningless things. Me, I'm talking about meaningless. Paul, that's a comment. Paul, though his conscience was clear, was not even competent to judge himself and his possible hidden motives in Corinthians. In the book of Corinthians, Paul talked about basically, I don't care what another man says about me. This is all right, but that ultimately I'm not even able to judge my own self properly. Because I don't know the hidden motives in my own heart. Only God does. Right. So if you can't properly judge any hidden motives in your own heart, how can you possibly judge another believer? Condemning someone by calling into question that person's motives, actions, or personal convictions is vastly different from accepting God's verdict that certain actions are sins and that those who practice them and refuse to stop must be ostracized. There's a difference. To just simply disfellowship because someone has a personal conviction that you don't agree with is stupid. God is the final judge in all these matters, and it is what he says that counts, and only what he says that counts.
No one in the Bible is judged as fallen who continues to trust in Christ. Only the person who discontinues to trust in Christ is judged as fallen. Peter failed, but he continued to trust. That's what Jesus said. Peter, you're going to fail. I pray that your faith fail not. What did he just say? Peter, keep believing in me. Peter, you're going to fail. Keep believing in me. I'm not going to pray that you won't fail because you are Peter, but keep believing in me, Peter. And because Peter blew it. Peter denied Christ three times. But he kept believing in Christ even even through the failure and after the failure that he was who he said he was. And then ultimately Peter found out that the cross did what it said it did. And Peter is restored. Peter denies Christ. Judas, same thing. Except Judas stopped believing that Christ is who he said he is. And because of it, he died. Not not restored, not saved, because what? Believing. But they both failed, they both blew it. Mm -hmm. But Peter kept believing. My Lord, somebody say praise God. That means that if you just keep believing, shoulder right now in your life span you are going to blow it you're going to bite off a big piece of stupid but keep believing if you keep believing you win that's it that's it if you don't quit god won't quit If a person feels he should do a certain thing or not do a certain thing which pertains basically to ritual only and not moral, he should do what he feels he ought to do. However, he should not try to impose his own particular convictions regarding these matters on others. Then, like I said earlier, that's all over the place. The whole denomination that you can't, you can't you have yeah. to wear certain things because yeah. somewhere, some way along the road, you cannot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you cannot show me in scripture. Which means that all you have is maybe a personal conviction that you took too far. Yeah. And you demanded that a whole denomination, or at least we have to go that far, the whole church that I'm over has to do this. Yeah. Even, even I take it in my own personal life. If I had a personal conviction and I demanded that my whole family, me and Sarah, <laughs> big family, big family, Julia, <laughs> if my whole family has to abide by this personal conviction, I'm, I've gone too far. Yeah. And I've just made it into law. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever all I should do is just apply it to my own, it's what the Lord gave to me. Exactly. Yeah. Right. The interest of the Lord should be in view and not some personal satisfaction. 
in the doing of what it, for me, not having social media. I do that because the Lord said it. It's not for my own personal gain, my own part. It doesn't make me look better. I could care less. It's just what I feel like the Lord said for me. And if I disobey that, then to me it's sin. That's a personal conviction. I have no, it doesn't make, it doesn't make social media wrong for anybody. Except me. <laughs> and, but that doesn't make me weak in the faith either. I believe that I have the liberty in Christ. And if, if I were to join social media, I would not lose my salvation or become less holy. Make a good distinction there between yeah. what is considered weak in the faith and what is that's a personal conviction that you believe that the Holy Spirit has put on your heart. Mm -hmm. And so that is obedience to the Lord. Yeah. What makes if, on the other hand, you were to take that and then now say it's wrong. So anybody, any of you that are on social media, you're all sin because the Holy Spirit convicted me. Well, then now you're being, now you're trying to apply that to everything to everybody else. And so the weaker brother is actually saying to everybody else, this is wrong. You're all wrong. Yeah. And, and there's a big difference between the two. Uh, and it's faith. Because your, your faith is not in that act of not being on social media. And it's, right. that makes me something. Yeah. It makes me better with Christ. It's just... Right.